0: it's party! oh man this film is we, silly guy.
1: we should have gone to a cemetery to record this yeah Good God. get it in the vibe <laughs> sure. but only like, one really? had to cross the street from like a vague
2: uh, a, a medical supply store <laughs> yeah medical
1: supply <laughs> warehouse like what yeah. the fuck do they do do they just house stuff do they sell it yeah why is this old man it's trying to impress a young story, man
2: Phil. <laughs> you, you, need a, a you need it you need it yeah. Well, what was the store called? You need a.
1: You need a. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah need? you need a. We got you it. You got it.
2: <laughs> what you? What you need? Yeah. You need a half of a dog.
1: Yeah. yeah. This movie is just like don't get a job. It's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he sells out? <laughs> gets a job and it means the end of humanity.
2: Yeah. Don't get a job party with your friends like
0: when i was watching i was just like this is the problem this is exactly what happens when they try to make punkers get jobs all hell breaks loose (laughs) so leave them alone just let the punks be punks yeah like the cinema (laughs) (laughs) welcome to franchise presented by the breadcrumbs collective the podcast for each season we go through some of hollywood's biggest movie franchises And sometimes small ones like this one. One film at a time. And so we try to figure out what makes a franchise good. What makes a franchise bad? We'll probably find out in a couple of episodes. And Uh what makes a franchise work? Probably not the sequels to this film.
2: Or this film.
0: My name is John the Foster. And I am here (laughs) each and every week with my little zombie punk rock boy. He's got a mohawk. Especially for this episode. Uh, his name is Fliz.
1: Fliz? <laughs> My name's Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> With a and P-H. I've got like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got fucking safety clips everywhere. And I'm wearing a lot of leather. And I'll just drip for no apparent reason. And yeah. I'll just yell through the whole movie. Yeah. Cool.
0: That's just so. what punks do, man.
1: <laughs> I hate it's movie punk punks. Man. It's never been done well. I yeah. fucking hate movie punk,
0: dude. There
2: are no such thing as real punks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was watching this. I was like, "This is the Howard the Duck thing all over again." It's just like the fake ass <laughs> punks dude, that Hollywood doesn't oh. understand. It's just like
1: <laughs> this movie gets out of it, but Jesus Christ at the beginning, I was like, "Oh no!" Oh,
0: no. It's giving me Howard the Duck vibe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we, of course, are here each and every week with
2: who? Ariane and Putri.
0: My daughter. What's up, Arianne?
2: What's up, dad? Hello, Phil. Hello. What's up, everybody? What up, punks? What um, up, punks?
0: No. <laughs> Are you guys oh, ready for the most punk rock party shit? Party film? No,
2: I, no, I'm not ready. I wasn't ready when I hit play because I was like, "What in God's name is
1: going?" Yeah, on? we were both talking about it. We're like, "Is this the right film?" This is this film. The right movie? Yeah. Did, I was like checking a plot the plot right on Wikipedia. I was like, yeah. "Okay, no, this isn't happening. All right, I'm watching this again." Did
2: I get the? Is it the right year? Is it the '85 yeah. one? Is there another one yeah. that I should know?
1: About? Yeah, was there another one in '85? How many Return of Living Dead have there been? Multiple ones.
2: Yeah, yeah multiple ones.
1: yeah too many this isn't the one made in Romania
0: literally too too many they just made more and we will not be going through those but we can get through the first three starting with this one so let's get into Mm -hmm. it Jeff Andrew of Time Out said any film which features a dead bald very hungry punk lurching towards the camera screaming more brains gets my vote he wasn't a punk he was just a tar man uh, Stephen yeah. Holden of the New York Times said the volume of stagey gore quickly reaches a point of diminishing return.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeremiah Kipp of Slant Magazine said a tongue-in-cheek splattered laden homage to George A. Romero's zombie pictures. Not exactly. Not exactly. And Shane Burridge of rec.arts.movies.reviews. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I that. Was too funny. this isn't a sequel it's a reinventing of how zombies had been seen on the screen okay back from the grave my boy Felix Vasquez Jr he's here he said for pure 80s punk rock walking dead brain eating mayhem this is the film to watch I mean he's kind of true it's, I mean I know it's stupid but he's right in that uh, and, of course... There are cops. Oh. <laughs> Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times said, It's kind of a sensation machine made out of the usual ingredients. The real question is whether it's done with style. It is. <laughs> okay.
1: What a well-written review.
0: <laughs> Let's get to it. You can hear me. Yes.
2: Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only?
1: Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain
2: of being dead. <laughs> it
1: hurts to be dead. I can feel myself. Rot.
2: Eating brains. How does that make you feel? It makes the pain go away.
0: We've seen a strong black man make it through a zombie outbreak only to be shot down by the police. We've twice witnessed people holed up in a mall only to be followed in by hordes of zombies returning to the mall to continue to be enslaved by the capitalist machine. We've seen scientists (laughs) and military members forced underground to find a cure for the zombie outbreak only to realize... They were the bad guys and they oh my God. were no longer living <laughs> in their quest in The Walking Dead. And we've taken a side mission to London to see how the British would handle the zombie apocalypse. And the resounding result of the experiment was, fuck it, mate. Let's go to the pub. <laughs> Let's go pub, mate. mate. puppy, pint, mate. football.
2: Pints. <laughs>
0: Tinnies. Tinnies. Now we find ourselves looking at the often overlooked sector of society. The social outcasts, losers, and creeps. It's a punk rock life for us. For us. It's a punk rock life for us. And instead get of it, we get kicked in the head with the combat boot. How will the punks handle the zombie apocalypse? It's time to find out and party with what film? Phil? Hold
1: on, I have something in my eye. (laughs) It's more important. (laughs) Just don't care. (laughs) It's the return of the living dead. They're back. They're back. They're back. In the
2: dark of the night, something strange is going on.
1: John, they ship those bodies. Well, say hello. The dead have risen from the grave. Mister, there's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred?
2: And now the question is how do we get them back into the
0: ground? Bert, Frank, we have a little problem. Boiler! Ten right! <laughs>
1: it's, got it's all over everything, stupid asshole. Watch your tongue, boy, if you like this job. Like this job? It
2: <laughs> Medical <laughs> science is back. And it's a puzzle, because technically you're not alive. Why do you eat people?
1: Not people. Brains. How
2: ah! do you kill something that's already dead?
1: Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did?
0: The brains. Right. Yeah. Brains. Ah! Brains. The Brains. I hit the brain. Oh! Get it off. Get it, off! Get it off!
2: Terry is yeah. nervous. How your day? Usual crap. The police are confused. Send more cops.
0: It worked in the movie! Well it ain't working now. Bring the movie line? It's not a bad
2: question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question,
0: Bert. The Return of the Living Dead. When you need a medical supplies, new employee Freddie, <laughs> played by Tom Matthews, is shown around by foreman Frank, played by James Karen. The two klutzes accidentally release two, four, five trioxin a gas from a secret military canister that reanimates the corpse at the warehouse and tries to eat them when their boss, Bert Gulager, a.k.a. poor man's James Stewart, discovers (laughs) the chaos they've caused. They chop the undead, unkillable monster into pieces and convince mortician Ernie, played by Don Kalfa, to help them cremate the body parts The only problem is, when the smoke from the infected body enters the air, it begins to rain, and the dead begin to rise from the grave around Louisville, Kentucky. In this world, Night of the Living Dead is also a movie, but inspired by true events. Only this time, it features blood, gore, lots of dark comedy, quite a lot of punk rock, the zombies are ravenous, <laughs> and the only thing that can cure their hunger is more brains. Mm-hmm. It's the 1985 <laughs> <more cowbell>. comedy <laughs> horror written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, who is the writer of films such as Dark Star, Alien, and Total Recall, and his directorial debut. And it's based on a story by Rudy Ritchie and Night of the Living Dead co-writer John A. Russo, and Russell Striner, who is Johnny from Night of the Living Dead. Hot takes out the gate. Here we are.
1: Should I go? I have a fucking lot to say about
0: this
2: (laughs) Yeah, I could (laughs) tell.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Mixed. Mixed feelings. (laughs) We start there. This came at a good time, I think, because We've watched five Dumby movies in yeah. a row, something like that, and uh, all fairly of the traditional ilk. So, this mm-hmm. was a nice change of pace. It probably came at a time where, you know, there'd been enough Dumby movies that people took them like seriously. So, that opened the doorway for a more comedic take, more slapstick take. And I'm down for that. So, I think it would have worked better for me if I'd seen it like that. If it's the first parody of Dumbies I've seen, but we've seen a lot. And mm-hmm. I've, we've just talked about one. Yeah. Last week um,
0: we talked about probably one of the best, <laughs> one comedy, of the better zombie ones, zombie, film, zombie comedy films. So yeah. Zombie.
1: Uh, and look, I appreciate <laughs> this move. I appreciate this movie. It knows what it is and it fucking does it well. And Holy shit. It's so much fun. Yeah. I will not take that away. Um, mainly the second half. I feel like the first half was a bit of yeah. a plug through me. Yeah. Purely I, the opening. is fucking incredible because it's just them talking and then setting the rules right away, being like everything else you've seen is complete bullshit. That's the movie. This is the real <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then the next half hour, half hour is just expedition and just yelling. And I'll let you in on a secret. <laughs> I don't like movies where people just yell the whole time. Yeah. It puts yeah. me on edge. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't
2: like being yelled at.
1: I don't being yelled at, but <laughs> with that and the, you know, the performance is suitably campy, but, with that the saving grace is the punk rock comedy vibe to it like yeah. it's a punk rock comedy version of a zombie movie and it got a kick-on fucking soundtrack yeah. with like yeah. the damned and the cramps and all that shit perfect it had comically 80 punk which you know annoyed me to no <laughs> end but <laughs> yeah. there, it worked yeah. And the zombies are different. They're completely different from the George a. Romero one. They're more human. They can talk. Scarier. They can, yeah, they're scarier. The Tar Man, is, now I know he's titled the Tar Man. It's fucking yeah. incredible. The effects are top notch. It's everything oh, yeah. else around them that I feel is really cheap and exploited, exploitative mm. that hurts it. It hurts the general like intention, I feel like. like it's, it's a fun movie and you shouldn't take it that seriously, but like we're saying off air, the most iconic scene is a fucking uninitiated strip team at the beginning (laughs) of the movie, not even strip team. It's like, she just gets naked for no reason. And it's like, she walked so showgirls could run. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and I don't like movies like, like that just reeks of movie, like the room and shit. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's mixed for me. I wanted to like it more, but I did have a lot of fun with it. And it's still one of the better horror comedies I've, I've seen it. Mm. And I like the rules that establish it and I like it to take on it. I mean, brain right. Come from here. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking great idea. Yeah. Um, and like what you said last time, just send more cops. Like th- that joke. I love, <laughs> yeah. they did it like three oh. times. Yeah. I love
2: zombies. And oh
1: genuinely, God. yeah. And genuinely fucking terrifying at times. So it just, yeah. it, but because it didn't take anything else that seriously, I, yeah, yeah it was, it, there's something there that like I think kept me from it, it, kept it from being like great. But it was it was good. It was really really good. But yeah, no, I just wanted to get that all, all out of the way to play someone else. Talk, <laughs> <laughs> Ariane. Um,
2: gosh, I agree with what Phil said. I really wanted to like it more, but mm. I'm in the camp of it's mixed, but it's leaning towards like you know me. I love campy horrible shit that is right (laughs) up my alley you know like i have like very good taste and bad taste um but this was just i feel like a bit too inconsistent for me i love the opening i love that like again again like Okay, this in universe, like, and I love the the title cards where it's like this is based off of true events. And <laughs> I, I love was that. like, That's yeah, fucking fuck hilarious. Yeah. Um, I love the timestamps. I love the sort of Doctor Strange love esque military guy that shows yeah. up in the beginning, and comes <laughs> yeah. back and at, at the, the end to nuke the yeah. whole fucking place. Yeah, um, great ending. Which I was great very like, ending. yeah, great ending, great ending. But um, what really did really really bother me is that i don't like or care about any of them that's the in difference. the way that like yeah. yeah um even with like you know that the romero film some of them we spend so little time with these characters and we do care about them to some extent sometimes we don't but here it's kind of just like you all annoy me so much <laughs> <I> maybe <laughs> like spider because he was yeah. in scooby-doo many years later yeah but yeah. like it, it, it all They all pissed me off so much. Again, in that, like, these punks are so movie punks. And they're so freaking relentlessly annoying I hated when they were like oh we have to get into the car we have to get into the car they're just complaining it's <laughs> raining yeah. Yeah, yeah it's raining ah. um,
1: and someone give her a coat you it, people are so shitty
2: exactly and like while it is funny and I think I agree with that review it you know diminishing returns like it stops being funny very quickly but again <laughs> there are new gags and new yeah. new things and what I really I think what I like the most about it is that they're the kind of zombies in this film that I'm the most scared of as in I don't know how to defeat them yeah. and that's like the real this,
0: fear they, this don't, like, they don't, don't they do have bring one them. yeah
1: they don't have yeah. that, a kill you can't a fucking definite kill, kill them thing.
0: Yeah. yeah we kind of yeah. joked about like off air before we recorded the first episode and we've kind of brought it up a couple of times of like how long do you think you could survive in this yeah. film? like in the the rules set out by this movie and this one's the worst like it's the, dumb, yeah, the It's worst. one of the dumbest films we'll talk about this in the next couple. But like, holy shit! Like, I would rather take my chances with Romero zombies because this film invented fucking fast zombies, brains. It invented yeah. fast talking zombies. zombies, invented brains and where like, it came You know, basically fine. like zombies that are are like obsessed with brains and they're a Eating lot brains. smarter. Yeah, they're like creating like. Uh, gorilla they're like, eloquent gorilla style like attacks on people like hiding when they
2: fucking jump those cops yeah, it's so it like, scary oh my gosh
0: like, yeah. a lot of those that's how we actually scary. abolish
2: the police get the zombies <laughs> yeah just let them, yeah let them eat.
1: Yeah. So the, yeah it had a lot of interesting ideas like yeah. that like new yes. things like and the thing i've never seen that i really enjoyed was watching the two uh guys Turn into numbers. turn into zombies. Like, yeah, like, the main like it,
2: guys that we started with. Like yes. it,
1: the virus, almost? they're the
0: most likable
1: ones. And to, really, they
0: yeah yeah for ju- real.
1: It's just a really strange thing to watch someone die, but yeah. be living like literally living dead. Yeah. But, yeah, and then it just makes it that. Hot, like when brick and starts starts to step in and it's really but weird to watch they're still
2: talking and they're still conscious,
1: they're conscious and they're still but they're eloquent
2: and it's are like, vital
1: to gone and then when they turn yeah. it's in the
0: chapel and <laughs> fucking great yeah
2: Turner. yeah uh, it's fucking you're waiting acid for it. yeah you fucking
1: get two knows. different yeah.
0: like uh outcomes with it as well it's really interesting like you know cuz freddy turns into the zombie but he's really aware of what he's doing but he's just like driven by brains but he's very smart and he's talking like really eloquently he's and
2: gaslighting then, like, the hell out of yeah. his girlfriend <laughs> yeah, like Dina. yeah my
1: god Dina. my god, huh. and then yeah
0: and then uh on the other hand um uh, yeah frank right yeah frank just like what's his name yeah he just like himself he he kills himself he and funny enough when i was doing the research for that james Karen came up with that idea That wasn't the original idea. He was supposed to actually Ah. turn into a zombie as well. But he thought like, you know, wouldn't it be great if I just like, you know, I can't turn into this. I don't want to do that. So I go and just kill myself. And the whole thing with uh, like, I think Dan O'Bannon was like, well, how would you know how to operate the incinerator? He's like, "Uh, how how would you think you could do that? So what sense would it make for you to go do that in the middle of the film? He's like, all you got to do is just, a little scene in okay, when Freddie and I are talking yeah.
1: to yeah. me just
0: saying like, I could do it oh, myself. I could, I could operate that. You know and it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah it, does. it works so well. Yeah it's great. Um I, I love this film like I saw it when I was a kid. It's so silly like I saw this before I saw any of the like Romero um like I saw Night of Living Dead pretty young but those sequels to Romero's films I hadn't seen until I was a little bit older but this one I saw when I was young And I've always thought it was really fun. Uh, It's really silly over the years, like going back to rewatching it. It just gets like sillier and sillier. It's not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination, but it is very fun. And the more I did research on it and stuff for this episode, the more I've grown to kind of like it for how shit it actually is. Like there was a lot of like shit, like, you know, special effects being done in the film. And there was a lot that didn't make it into the film as well. Like that were um, like, it's just like, dude, let's just get people in and they're going to do this shit and they're going to do a bad job. And then we're going to have to redo it because we didn't give them enough money to do it the first time around. And it's just like, there was a lot of that going on with the making mm-hmm. of this movie. So there's some dodgy like zombies coming in and look really strange. But then The final product that they kind of got out of it—it's actually pretty awesome. There's moments that are genuinely scary, like
1: for sure when. The, Definitely. When
0: the when they like cut the guy's head off right at the beginning. Yeah, that's. Oh, cr- oh and the oh, so cr- awesome. Yeah, it's like
1: that's how it starts, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, okay. The oh, It's it. as well. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. The flapping. Oh, I don't like the
2: flapping. I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. flapping shit. None of that.
1: But just from no, the no, opening, no. like yeah. when they break up the canister, burst open, yeah, and the shot with the credits over the face and the face of decomposing. So cool. Love it. love
0: it. Love it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that actually did work really well, but then there was a lot of stuff that like it seemed like it was a struggle because they had a couple of guys that just didn't meet the standards and luckily they had a couple of other guys that came on board that were like or were there that were young and kind of getting their first shot at doing some really incredible stuff that really like changed the game so it was kind of an interesting uh making of this film but then it's also Dan O'Bannon it's like what the fuck he like wrote Alien which is like <laughs> Alien is just one of the greatest fucking movies ever. Films
2: of all time. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you don't get like enough credit for Dan O'Bannon when it comes to Alien because everyone talks about Ridley Scott. Ridley and Scott. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Ridley Sc- Scott's a great director. Dan O'Bannon, like, is an incredible writer though, and he did like quite a few cool films, but he didn't direct much. And this was his first time like in the director's seat, and it's just like very interesting. There's a lot of weird stories and stuff about him and stuff, and he seems like he was kind of at time's an asshole to deal with as well so that's really interesting but this film kind of came out because it was this success of dawn of the dead you know it's like zombie horror films were like starting to pop up everywhere in the 80s and it's just like studios were just trying to catch cash in on the hype and stuff so return of the living dead I actually get a start from 1979 we talked about it a few weeks back on night of the living dead episode so john russo and George A. Romero created Night of the Living Dead together, but afterwards they were kind of in a disagreement of how the series should go. So it's a little bit of beef watch. Um, they <laughs> yeah beef
1: watch. They're Classic apparently friends.
0: Watch. They they like okay. They were still friends after it all, even so, and they just they did go to court.
2: If only Vin Diesel and The Rock
0: could do that. Sorry. <laughs> just, go <to> court, guys. <laughs> just go to court,
2: guys. Make Mediate a new song together. Um, yeah.
0: Well, so basically they both. Ended on a dis- like disagreement of what it was, what they wanted to do, but they parted ways with the agreement that Russo could keep Of the Living Dead and create his own sequels, and Romero would continue using his own zombie films that he was doing, but using Of the Dead. So that's where it came from. And then we had the novel that John Russo wrote in 1979 called Return of the Living Dead. So after leaving the company, Russo, Rudy Ritchie, and Russell Streiner would form their own company and they began working on the script for Return of the Living Dead and they brought in a money guy who was a producer named Tom Fox who apparently had no filmmaking experience but he had money and he knew people and he could kind of get shit done so they were like "All right," and they shopped the film to Orion Pictures which picked it up and Graham Henderson came on board and he would be their proper producer who was basically running the show and Tom Fox was just a fucking money guy. So that's kind of like how it got started. Russo's novel, by all accounts, is a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead, picking up 10 years after the events of the film, and it takes the reader back to the farmhouse. This script was similar. It incorporated more of the elements of like cults and religions being built out of the zombie outbreak with uh, people basically just you know, driving spikes into the heads of people. You know, it's kind of like the shit that would come out of The Walking Dead. You know, like where yeah. you kill someone or you kill <laughs> the brain. You know, before yeah, before you got to kill the
2: brain to stop moving. Yeah,
0: because yeah, you you're, you you worry on them. you worry that they're going to come back. yes yeah. as, as one of the zombies. Even if someone dies like a natural death, or like a gunshot or whatever. Not, that's not natural. But yeah. you know, they die from something that's not zombie related. In America,
1: it's oh shit,
0: politicals. <laughs> You know, if they die from something that's not zombie-related, (laughs) they still need to be killed. And they want to die human. Like, their brains still need to be destroyed or else they'll turn. Yeah. Um, So that's sort of the idea that was coming out of that. But original plans were that they would make the film in 3D. And then also Tobey Hooper was uh, brought in to direct the film. But the film version we get of Return of the Living Dead took absolutely nothing but the name and the fact that it had zombies in it. And this is because Tom Fox bought the rights from Russo and he brought in Dan O'Bannon to give the script a polish who eventually became the director after, after Toby Hooper backed out to go direct Life Force, which was also written by Dan O'Bannon. So Dan O'Bannon accepted the director's gig on the condition that he could rewrite the film so radically that it just was completely different from all of Romero's films. And this is what birthed the fast-moving and brains-obsessed zombies, and they looked completely different. Everything about it was just completely different, because he was like, I don't want to be a Romero film, and that's why everything is what it is. But it is very strange (laughs) that Dan O'Bannon, like, who he is, and like the shit he wrote and stuff, created this film. It just seems so different tonally. (laughs) From and like everything yeah. else. Yeah. It's so weird.
2: I was like, this guy made aliens? The <laughs> <Like>, aliens? <laughs> like, <this guy? laughs>
0: really? And he seems like he was oh a very weird guy. So
2: I could tell that from the whole, you know, boobs. And the, yeah. Yeah. Very
0: the whole,
1: much. So.
2: That whole sequence. I
1: yeah. mean, you can see, look, they both used boobs. Yeah. But let yeah. just see the how, how they use boobs. <laughs> it's <laughs> the it's the about how, how you yeah. use <laughs> boobs. How you yeah, use boobs like, in your zombie movie? Yeah. How are you yeah. gonna use them?
2: It's the boob that counts, you know yeah, what I mean?
1: It's the boob. You, you gotta go to the boob. You can't just start with the boob. Where did it you come from? got earn
2: the boob. We gotta you gotta earn, earn the
1: boob in Hollywood, kid. <laughs> they say no stupid uh, space picture, all right? This is zombies. It's a real life.
2: <laughs> so no, this ain't no foreign film.
1: Yeah, yeah, this ain't no foreign film. <laughs> ain't no tea. No tea time here.
0: If you wanna kinda get into how weird. Dan O'Bannon is uh, so Beverly Randolph, who plays Tina. So she's the lead girl, the girlfriend yeah, she's of Freddie, screaming nonstop. Yeah.
1: Well, she is naked during an, and it's an acid rain thing. Oh wait, no, that's the other girl.
0: That's the other girl. It's no, Tina, you know, the
2: girl with the headband that goes to find Freddie the first time.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, God. A couple of funny things about Tina. So her character, apparently, she was supposed to be dressed in this weird, like plastic pencil skirt like the whole time but she just like wasn't comfortable and she was supposed to look a little bit more punk but then uh she was just like ah, oh, this fucking like i hate i hate what i'm wearing and uh miguel a Nunez jr who plays spider he was wearing basically what tina's wearing in the film uh he had you know that same which Seems insane when you think about what he looks like, but he was wearing this sort of like yeah. white white trousers with that weird shirt and everything. And she was like, "Oh, I love that!" So they just gave her that outfit, and they gave him more of a punk rock outfit. <laughs> but she said that she went to, what she thought was really weird. She went to um, go to audition for the film, and when she went to audition, she was told that it was going to be at Dan O'Bannon's house. And oh no, Dan O'Bannon. Oh like she was oh, like like so she goes to his house yeah, and Dan O'Bannon like-, like wasn't like in the room but she like goes in and she just was calling out for him she couldn't see him anywhere and then she looked at, at like you know on the TV there was porn playing or something and He's then behind the curtain you just know the beat <laughs> And then there was like <laughs> there was guns on the table Ugh. and stuff, and she freaked out. She was just like, "Oh, just no. Scarface! Okay, I, I, I'm gonna get out of here." <laughs>
2: and she just like, "Scarface's house would yeah. be a little bit more tasteful, Phil. Yeah,
0: Jesus, <laughs> yeah. there'd you be know, cocaine, there'd and you would have offered her some instead of
2: pornography. My yeah. God, yeah. Scarface had manners.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of we're painting a bit of a picture of what we're dealing with. Dan O'Bannon, he's a weird guy. We also yeah, not have the best start." We have a Jewel Shepherd who plays Casey, the girl. It's like I want a party, you know. Party. She's she's like really, really like. Apparently, she was horrible to deal with as well because she was just like not an actress. And Dan O'Bannon met her at a strip club, and he thought she looked great. And he was just like, "I want (laughs) to, I want you to be in the film." And she was, yeah, she was a stripper there, and he he wanted her to be trash. <laughs> and it ter- you know she was like fed up with being naked, so she was just like suggested to Dan O'Bannon that she could audition for the role of Casey, who's the party girl because she mm. really liked to party. So <laughs> <that> was <laughs> uh, no, you're so, trash. No, you're no, trash. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan O'Bannon very strange. Another person that had a funny run-in with Dan O'Bannon was probably one of the more respected actors in the film, which is Clue Gulager, who plays Bert.
1: He's fucking great in this movie. Sorry, yeah. he's the only one who's like yeah. not just playing poor
0: man's else. James Stewart. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's he just doing every like B movie. Stewart, you know, he, but, he should yeah. be in like a 60s B movie. He yeah. should be like the in the OG thing. He should or should like a Plan Nine. He should
2: yeah. be in the yeah. yeah, he should be in like the zombie parody of It's a Wonderful Life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god why
0: haven't we done that yet <laughs> yeah. we're gonna
2: fucking do it you guys i'm writing it down again
0: don't be fooled he's so yeah. he's he's so funny like because he's like i think he literally was one of the more respected actors like uh, they originally wanted leslie Nielsen to play that part oh fuck that yeah, would have been another level yeah leslie Nielsen wanted yeah, yeah. too much money and eventually they got Klu- <laughs> to play it And he came, like, literally right before the first day of filming. He was, like, the last person to come on on board, and he didn't get to, like... Apparently, like, Dan O'Bannon had a really interesting thing. There's like, a lot of good and a lot of bad. Because he was a writer, he kind of knew what he wanted things to look like and stuff. So that kind of helped Mm -hmm. him, like, with, you know, his idea and his vision kind of getting out there. But he also really did a lot of, like, uh, rehearsals. Which and and like really practical rehearsals where they actually like tried to stage out everything instead of people just doing like table reads and stuff like you know he was trying to do really in depth rehearsals
1: and a lot of people which is funny because it looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it it looks like they like were just shit. making yeah. up
2: like making up whatever they were doing on the spot like uh, yeah. ah we we gotta go we gotta go get to the car yeah, like, it looked like you're, you're telling me things playing.
1: you're doing yeah, it's so yeah you just <laughs> you're, yeah you're yelling your action you have yeah. no dialogue you run to the door open the door we don't see what behind the door you closed it again you yeah. run back to the couch and it's just <laughs> and you say work. all of that like stage i'm so running weird. to the
2: door like yeah.
0: <laughs> opening the oh door. no they're out there
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Well, a lot uh, of that
0: Clue Gulager, obviously, you know, he's like, he was in a lot of old westerns and he is like, you know, proper. He's like actor an old Hollywood guy. Yeah. Was like, I don't know what any of these fucking people are doing. And I think I Dan love O'Bannon it. just like pissed him off. And he, apparently, at one point, he got so angry at Dan O'Bannon, which a lot of people were feeling it because he was just apparently kind of an asshole at times, that he chased him down with a baseball bat. And also at one point <laughs> Negan. after he what? got at he got mad at him, in one scene, like after one scene or something, Dan O'Bannon was saying some shit to him and he walked off and he went through a door and Gulaga just threw like a can at the door and it's just like this loud thud. So oh. some people witnessed this and they were like, mm. Fuck yeah, man. Like, yeah, fuck him up. I want to do that. To and then other people were like, dude, I had no idea that was going on. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's really
1: funny. Can't wait to see the director fight the lead.
0: Yeah, um, we have Tom <laughs> Matthews who plays Freddy, and oh my god, when he starts to turn, oh, like gets kid. sicker and sicker, he looks mm. like Dennis Reynolds. Like when he Dennis, does. when Dennis is like, <laughs> like on fucking uh, like crack, crack. Like it's the yeah. You know. cheekbones. Yeah, it's yeah. The cheekbones. so insane. Freddy and Dennis like look so similar. Otherwise, he looks sort of like. He looks like Woody Harrelson at times as well, so it's really weird.
1: Sure, like, <laughs> like Cheers era.
2: Like Woody Harrelson with a full set of teeth.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and hair. Time had not been and kind hair. to him. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. In the theatrical version of the film, Freddy's jacket, so he's wearing that red jacket all the time, and on the back it of says, it says, you, right? fuck you. So yeah. yeah, I love On that. the TV version, they shot a different version of the scenes where he's wearing the jacket and he's got a jacket on that says television version on it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> cool, there's, cool, a lot cool. of, there's a lot of I stuff they were doing I like that. that. Like, it's just really I funny shit. That. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, we have uh, James Karen who plays Frank, who is, yeah, the metal, medical supply asshole who uh, basically Trying calls us everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which he's he's so good. Oh my god! Like I he said, he good. came up with the idea of his own death scene. But yeah, yeah, yeah. great death. Apparently, Dan O'Bannon wanted to play that role, and <laughs> that would have sucked. James Cairn had already been, I think, kind of brought on board back when Toby Hooper was in the film. So, like, like what well, was going to direct the film? So, yeah, he's like he was already there and cast, so he couldn't do it. But yeah. It's great. I love. I love their dynamic. Like I said earlier, I think um, Freddie and Frank kind of have the best sort of thing going on, and Bert. They're the most yeah. And, and Ernie is great. Is great as well. Yeah. Which apparently, is Ernie, dude. Bert, Another. It's like it's, it's one life. life again. Again. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Oh yeah. My Holy shit.
1: It should keep coming. Just keep it wasn't coming. intentional, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. It wasn't Sesame intentional. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's where my mind went.
0: But speaking of Ernie, so we got Don Kalfa playing Ernie. This is really strange, and it makes sense now. And you start to watch it, it's like holy shit. So the character of Ernie is, I think, meant to be a Nazi. His name is actually Ernst Kaltenbrunner, and that's actually the name of the character, Ernie Kaltenbrunner. And there's a like a famous Nazi who was uh, hung at their Nuremberg trials, like named Ernst Kaltenbrunner, and the character details like, you know, it just gives sort of a indication of his past. So like Ernie's listening to like German Africa corpse march that mer- march song Panzer Rollin in Africa Vor, which is playing like on his Walkman while he's embalming bodies. He carries that German Walther P-38 yeah. gun. And uh-huh. he also has a picture of Eva Braun in his morgue. And he... <laughs> As <laughs> <refers> one does. <laughs> um, yeah. He refers the to the rainstorm that's coming out, coming down as in Brutunken Soldat, which means a drunken soldier in German. And he really knows his way around a crematorium. And he seems surprised and ashamed when he learns that the dead can feel pain. <laughs> so
1: And Hate Jewish uh-huh. people.
0: <laughs> Dan Obanner basically said on a DVD commentary that like Ernie was intended to be an escaped Nazi in hiding. Just so weird. Why?
1: That's so weird, weird on a lot of levels. Like that's a weird thing to yeah. introduce into this movie. Yeah. And it's weird that you know, like, you couldn't do the whole thing, but you still kept it. So yeah. Now it's just, like, a weird Why? running joke. Why? That this guy's a Nazi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he died his
0: blonde for that shit and everything. It's just like... Yeah,
1: and I like that guy in it, because he's he got, like, this wild-eyed, like, yeah. sort of unpredictable-looking yeah. kid. But, yeah, it but, like... like
2: a Simpsons character.
1: Yeah, literally. But it's like... This movie makes no effort like you were saying Ari, to like explain care, <laughs> explain anything but like make you care about the characters yeah. and like a little yeah. bit of depth a little bit of backstory a little bit of anything would fucking go a long way or even way. commit
2: yeah. to them really
1: commit yeah, to like, them yeah. yeah and like this is their one real idea and it doesn't mm. it would even if they got to do it in a full version it wouldn't have it wouldn't helped mind. the yeah. movie no, it would yeah. just be confusing no one wants
0: because he's yeah. actually a likable character and no no 1985. Uh, Nazi yeah. hiding? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, are we Nazis, telling a we're redemption
1: story? Yeah.
2: Like,
1: yeah. Like, yeah, like what what I don't understand going? the politics of your movie, Mr. Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> <Yeah. Urbana. laughs>
2: That's also the thing of like, uh, it's one of those films where, with many sort of, you know, quote unquote, trashy, culty films, where like you can either mm-hmm. give it too much credit for trying to say something or its message, there was no message in the first place and we're the ones reading into it. Like, or, or like, yeah, yeah, the the, the message they were trying to get across was lost. And I feel like this film suffers from that because it doesn't feel like, you know, they had a concrete thing to say with the zombie device as clear as, you know, the the previous iterations. But there Mm. were cool ideas, like, oh yeah, the zombies are going to fucking jump the cops. We're going to trap the cops, send more. Or like, oh, the government is involved and they're going to like, the whole idea was to just wipe out this area, but then it backfires. And, you mm. know, like like the whole thing of you, the government keeping secrets or whatever, um, the paranoia at the time. But then, yeah, like having Ernie, if that was like, you know, canonically what he was, like a Nazi <laughs> in hiding, I was like, what? That's like, that's like that one bit on community where the guy like um, is in charge of the trampoline and he let Troy jump on the trampoline because he was scared of Troy. But <laughs> um, it turned out he had, like, a swastika tattoo. Like, it reminds me. Of yeah.
0: That was the first like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like,
2: what? Like, that at least had a purpose, you know? Like, yeah. that was like, oh, that was a bit. Like, sort of a bit, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, but this I is think- like.
2: Hmm?
1: No, I th- I really agree with that. I think that's the main. And I maybe it's not looking for it because it's a fucking comedy. But, like
2: yeah exactly, exactly
1: a purpose behind it, which does carry you a long way it 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 you know it makes it easier to get past the more boring bits or the less well done bits you know mm. like Night of the Living is a great example. It's a great movie, but there's a lot of fucking messy bits there yeah. and awkward moments, but like it has something to it. say and it has purpose, and yeah. this one is sort of it is lacking in that, and that yeah. will I'll go with you further. If I feel like you're trying to say something, even if you're saying it badly.
0: Yeah. I mean, even like, but this was just the- about partying, yeah, dude. Even Shaun of yeah, the Dead had party. like a, a commentary going on with it. It, does. it made sense yeah. and stuff. And it's like, it has a story to tell. This is like, yeah, there's not really much Just up, Hey, let's cash in and make a like a fun, silly zombie yeah. that's, film. With that's rockers, what it,
1: like, that's what stuff? it feels like yeah. to me. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's just frustrating. It could have been more, it could have done both.
2: is essentially what, yeah, what most franchises end up being, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a caric- it just got here quicker, where, you know, most yeah. franchises become a caricature yeah. of their form itself. <laughs> and it took other people to come in and do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could do both. Like, just after watching the Romero movie, and, dude, we just did fucking Candyman on the pot shot, and a cut. Yeah. Like, seeing how that you did horror premise to talk about, you know, society as a whole. Yeah was just so immensely satisfying and I feel like you could do that here while still being this trashy culty comedy like they're wiping out this area why because it's full <laughs> <Yeah>. of these <laughs> kinds of people it's full of these kinds yeah. of people it's full of punks but it's in Louisville outcums. why yeah what the fuck like yeah. just anything like you, you. they spend so long explaining how the fucking dead rise from the grave and it doesn't matter it doesn't mm-hmm. matter George Romero knew that it doesn't fucking matter it yeah. happens off screen it happens before the movies even started. Yeah. Like, it, otherwise you just, it's too much, it's too many connotations, too many questions. It's like, but why, it's, it's spreading through the air, it's airborne or it's waterborne, it's in the soil. It's right, it's, you know, people are- Why
2: is it medical supply place? Yeah, why how can it
1: pass to that? normal people? It, it's so fucking confusing. Is it a chemical made by the government? Like, yeah. just by avoiding so many questions, you just bring up more more and it just makes it harder to enjoy what's there it's
0: one of those things as well it's like you know most of the films that we've talked about so far even including shawn of the dead uh tends to uh skirt about what happens and what's the cause of and this is directly telling you what is the cause of and it even uses now you're living dead which is hilarious like yeah i like that um but it's like it's all this government sort of, oh, it's a misshipment and it's here at this place. Oh, you can't believe it. And it's just an accident how it all kind of happens. But it's just like, it's kind of like, oh, man, how do we fix oh, this problem? Who cares? Let's bomb this shit. And then it, all it does is cause more issues. Like, because yeah. at the end of the film, you know, it's just like, okay, it's even bigger. It's now already spread. It's like yeah, exactly. And worse and yeah. Further, but it's just like.
1: What you're saying something is about more, you, know, you know government coming yeah, in. Yeah, again, are yeah, we yeah. giving
2: it too much credit for saying that? Like, did it mean to say that? Does it matter that it meant <laughs> to say that? Is it? No, are it we doesn't. the only ones it's that's seeing the- this? Considering how fucking stupid it is.
0: Especially considering the fact that they they basically reused the footage that they already showed earlier in the film. <laughs> yeah, at the end. Yeah, and it's, it's like just okay. a
1: bullshit. It's like, I horror think horror twist I've seen this before in every movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's round out some of the rest of the punkers and the, and everything. So we have John Philbin who plays Chuck. He's the guy in the jacket that just kind of wants to hook up with Case through the whole film. He's, he's not, the a not a punk know, well. He's a David mm-hmm. Byrne extra.
1: Yeah. yeah, literally. It's such a, a weird
0: cast of characters here. But I mean, part of me is like, okay, Hollywood always gets punks wrong because they don't really know what punks were. But at the same time, there probably were a lot of people like this running around who weren't actually punks, but they're they, fake like, punks. They, yeah. Yeah. They're fake punks. And that's yeah. how you're supposed they're to take like, them. Particularly we have Mark uh Vinterini who plays Suicide. Who the main that? guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like who gets killed immediately. Yeah. Um yeah. first death. He's and so he's, annoying by he's the way, He's just like <laughs> He's so funny. But no, like, you take me seriously, no, bro. Me seriously. It's like yeah. look at you. Yeah, you're <laughs> huge and you look, look like a He literally fucking says, idiot. look at me yeah
2: <laughs> this is, a, this is a, like <laughs> yeah he's like,
0: that guy. but apparently he was the sweetest fucking person and Aww. it's really Aww. sad like apparent like so a few years after this film came out it was not long after he uh passed away because he had leukemia oh, no. and Shit. yeah it just like it just kind of took everyone by surprise and he was apparently one of the nicest people on set and a lot of them like felt bad that he was killed off so quick because he was like kind of upset. Like he was like, Oh man, I like why do I have to die? Like, you know, it's like that's the way it's fucking written, man. Like
1: you know? <laughs> the zombie movie. Uh,
0: we have uh Brian Peck, who plays Scuzz. So he's the one with the Mohawk. Um, he yeah. did a lot of stuff. So I mean he he gets killed in this film like pretty gruesome. I think it was the half. Um, the half-corpse lady His arm
1: comes who kills off. him. Like, yeah. But
0: uh, he does a lot of shit in this film. He plays one of the zombies that's crawling out of the ground. I think those shot where it's like... The, I think they called it like the ant farm zombie because he's crawling through the dirt. So that was him. And he also Ooh. voiced the half-woman uh, zombie on the table. So when they get the puppet... They oh, have puppet on the table. I love that bit. Which is really cool and interesting thing where she's like...
2: Like, I hate her pain. dialogue, but what an interesting idea! Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, it's Like I just thought, Day of the Dead. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that was way
2: better. Nothing, can, nothing yeah, yeah. compares to Bub.
0: This like, film yeah. kind of ruined Day of the Ups Dead as life. well. I think because it was so popular, The Day of the Dead, like I think, um, struggled. It came out before this film, I believe, but when this film came out, it just really like
1: this is what we want. Day of yeah. the Dead. This is weird. This is more of an 80s zombie movie. Yeah. It makes sense that it was sort of a cult hit.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I buy it. And, of course, uh the last two of the big punkers, we got Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Spider, who is probably one of the most like well-known of all the actors off the back of this film. He's very early in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, very young with Jericho. Scooby-doo. Yeah, he had played uh, in <laughs> one of the Friday the 13th films, I think A New Beginning before this yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was really early. He was apparently homeless when he was cast in this Aww. film. And no one knew. He kept it a secret. So he was just oh like, God. dude, I'm getting paid. Like, this is Good. great. I want to be on set. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: yeah, he's had a decent little career off the back of it. He's known for things like being in life. And uh yeah, I, I love yeah. it. Like, come on, Slam Dunk Ernest. He's love like one, oh, of yeah. the, he's oh, one of the yeah. worst to Ernest, like you know, how people are mean and mean to Ernest. Ernest films. He's the worst in Slam Dunk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't wait for to do that on franchise.
0: And then another basketball film, Joanna Man. horrible oh, movie. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> the classic, That's a franchise. Yeah, yeah, franchise. it.
0: The Ernest films for sure. But yeah, That's he's like great. twelve of them. It's, it's always Ernest fun seeing it. him. And
1: he's good. He's good in this movie. I wish he had more. <laughs>
0: Screen queen extraordinaire, Linnea Quigley, is trash. We had to
1: end with trash. Holy shit. I mean,
0: it is like just one it's of the, the more, movie in
1: one thing. It's
0: one of the most iconic scenes. It's ridiculous. Oh, for it's,
1: sure. It's,
0: totally. Do you ever think just, about death? It's un, It's like, <laughs> what is going death? on? Her character is insane. Um, and she plays it so well. Apparently, she was supposed to be called Legs originally- but They changed it to trash and she loved it. She's like, yeah. like, like Simpsons, yeah. yeah. Like the movie. she's literally nude the entire the whole time. Yeah. time, and the she's whole movie. And you feel bad for her, it's but killing. she's sort of like, I don't care, like, uh, like she's yeah. she was in a lot of shit before this. She's known as a screen queen, she's done tons of 80 horror films, she was in uh. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, right before this, and she, that's how she got cast in this because it was the same casting director. So it was <laughs> like, great, get her on. And uh she was like, oh man, I don't care. Like my dad was a doctor and stuff, and you know, it's just like you, you grow up in this household where like you know, you know, people are. It's Even like you have everywhere. to see people's bodies, and it doesn't matter. And she yeah. was just like, yeah, whatever. So it's cool to hear that, but like Jesus Christ, this kind of got weird. Okay, so. When she gets nude, mm-hmm. we have that amazing song playing. <laughs> this has been stuck in my head Bright forever. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, she's on the she's dancing on the gravestone, she's like completely like so unaware pumped. of what she's gonna fucking do. Full showgirls. She has no idea yeah. what she's gonna do. She's she got the bowie
1: do she's, yeah. ready.
0: <laughs> she's completely you know? naked, she gets nude, and she's showing pubic hair. And it's like, you know, that's normal in the eighties. Like, you know, for women, women, women were completely natural in the 80s. And then like in the 90s, that's when it became more of a thing for, you know, shaved downstairs. But producer (laughs) Graham Henderson came on set and he was just like, what the fuck are you doing? You cannot show pubic hair on television. This is going to be on TV eventually, because like I said already, they were filming things knowing this was going to be a T on TV. So they had the TV jacket and shit. So basically Dan O'Bannon sent Lania Quigley away oh and they shaved her and then she oh came my god. back on set and basically they were had her up there dancing again and they like Graham Henderson was just like oh my fucking god this is even worse you can see everything yeah no and shit
1: dude no everyone shit, was like dude idiot. what the fuck Hollywood is batshit <laughs>
2: Or just do men not know how bodies work? Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, Wait, I didn't realize there was yeah. like,
1: <laughs> I've never actually seen one.
2: Yeah. I mean, I got them, but I never looked. Um, <laughs> see,
0: so at this point, they sent Lania Quigley over to Bill Munts, who is one of the special effects guy I was mentioning earlier, who created oh my some God, weird stop. shit. He was I creating just want this story stuff. to
1: end. He got
0: he got fired eventually because some of his zombie work just wasn't that great and they hi- they had some other people come in and him and William Stout who is a production designer on the film they basically created this crotch piece that oh resembled the bottom of a g-string and they glued it on basically to her and they had to attach it to her and basically they had to like remove it every time she needed to go to the toilet it just sounded Fucking horrible! So then, when you see her, she just looks like a fucking Barbie doll on screen, and everyone's confused. It's just like there's nothing. It's very
1: confusing. That what? (laughs) It's so strange. That's ridiculous. That makes me hate the movie. These
2: unattainable beauty standards have gone too far. Yeah,
1: Uh, yeah, literally. It might again. Sorry, I keep bringing up Simpson, but it's literally the shave those sideburns (laughs) in the baseball episode where he's like, "What the fuck do you want? (laughs) Like, I've shaved them. Like, oh no, now you put it back. It's like what? No, makeup crutch piece." now she's like a Barbie doll it's
0: so disgusting I feel so bad for her I mean like yeah. she's great in this film as well she's like horrible but great you know what I mean like she, yeah she's great. Yeah, what she's she, she gives like a good great. camp
2: performance yeah like,
0: yeah. like, she like she the, the whole thing do. the worst way to die would just be a bunch of old men oh, just, like, oh, that's how me I want to go and then she, that's what happens to her it's great <laughs> yeah like her bullshit yeah. nihilist like apathetic angsty dialogue throughout the entire like scene in the graveyard is fucking when she hilarious. like grinds
2: like, on the guy and I'm yeah. like, he's just not having it I'm yeah. like, bro,
0: she knows what uh, she's yeah. like I, doing she knows what yeah. she's there for and she fucking does it it's great Delivers, she's, yeah. so <laughs> like, she's so good and that's good. why she became a scream queen like cause she mm-hmm. just knows like what the fuck she's there for like whereas a lot of other people like Clue like, you can kind of imagine he was just like dude what what is this? What like, is I don't this? get yeah. what I'm doing. He did another movie. Yeah, And of course, we also had... Well, you have Jonathan Terry, who plays the colonel that works for the army, so you keep popping into him, which those are great scenes. And we have the Tar Man.
1: The Tar Man. Who is
0: performed by actor and puppeteer Alan Troutman. So He was a puppeteer, but he also did a lot of acting stuff, and they were basically just like, we need someone that's thin enough that we can build around with this crazy suit. So. Um, that is actually one thing that Bill Munns, who got fired, Mm -hmm. actually did create that actually worked and a lot of people loved it. So, yeah, it's one of the most iconic zombies. I mean, probably in history, like this film is very popular amongst zombie fans and Tarman is a good example of why. I mean, he looks insane and then he's the first one to say brains and it's insane. They shot the barrel corpse of Tarman. So the in the opening credits that you were mentioning earlier, Phil. So that was basically by like um, they changed the glass panel. Like you know, with they basically had this like wax face over the skull and they heated it up and it melted. But then the the glass cracked and that was unintentional when the heat you know was turned on. But they left it in just because it looked cool as shit. It did look cool as shit. And some of the other shit they were doing, like so zombie extras on the film were actually eating actual calf brains, apparently, which is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but again, Dan O'Bannon was like, I'll never tell you to do something I won't do, so he ate some calf brains as well. Uh, and lastly, um, so the chemical, 2, 4, 5, trioxin, which is in the film, and it actually becomes a thing that carries on into the other films of this series is a play on... It's from the Darrow Chemical Company in the film, uh, on the on the canisters. But what it is is a play on Dow Chemical Company, which in reality is the chemical defoliant in the 1960s, commonly known as Agent Orange, which was used to strip the jungles of Vietnam, and it caused so many adverse health effects and all that. So it was just kind of a tongue-in-cheek parody of that. And uh, they make a sort of lighter purpose for it uh, in this film where Frank suggested it was sprayed on cannabis crops in the nineteen sixties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, dude.
1: Yeah. So or 20 or they're, 30, they're, dude. maybe
0: they're trying to say something there. The Trioxin Agent Orange always oh, shouldn't have been done. But yeah.
1: All <laughs> wow, right. let's, let's get to raised. the music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well So the film's main theme, or the what's it called, Trioxin theme, is uh, written and performed by Francis Haynes. It's pretty fun. It sounds wacky. It kind of gets reused, I think, in the next couple of films as well. So it's, I mean, it is what it is, but we're here for the fucking punk rock music.
1: Oh, man. That was such a good surprise.
0: Of course, we get The Surfing Dead by The Cramps, which you guys were... (laughs) Talking about earlier. Fucking great song. Just plays quite a few times throughout the film. We also get Dead Beat Dance by the Damned. Party Time by 45 Grave, which is another one you guys were talking about. 45 Grave is Yeah, awesome.
2: it's stuck in my head. Yeah.
0: We get yeah. um Nothing for You by T S O L, Eyes Without a Face by the Flesh Eaters. And then <laughs> probably the most played song in the film is Trash's Dance Song, which is <laughs> we'll make love till we die which is by ssq okay so when they <laughs> filmed that scene they originally were playing vanity's dirty girl <laughs> <was a> great <laughs> song and then they just put tonight and in instead in the final product which it's, is great it's
1: appropriately awkward yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man i love it though the soundtrack's great it's really silly um really cool, cool really bands. fun i love t-s-o-l yeah. so it's always fun to hear them in the cramps and 45 yeah. graves
1: i love the damned yeah
0: so although the film was set in Louisville, kentucky the return of the living dead was filmed over six weeks in burbank salmar and downtown los angeles in california <laughs> simpsons we it talked about out. the simpsons a bit all right so i all right so like this film is very popular um When it comes to the brains thing, we've already talked about it, created brains. Like, brains! Like, that never existed before. A lot of people think that Romero invented it as a trait for his zombies, but he's like, dude, that was not my idea. That's purely from this film. And The Simpsons did a little bit of a brains parody in one of their episodes. I can't remember if it was Treehouse of Horror, it might have been, but there was a bit of a parody of zombies and stuff. And funny enough, Matt Crony, creator of The Simpsons, (laughs) came up with the tagline for The Return of the Living Dead that is they're back from the grave and they're ready to party. He wrote that. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Love it.
2: Dude, full circle. Nice.
0: The film was released in August of 1985, grossing $14.2 million on its $4 million budget. It got its $4 million in the first weekend so it fucking surprised a lot of people it was a big hit
2: Wow!
0: with the critics especially they thought it was great they you know so it's basically kind of just been called one of the most influential horror comedy films ever and particularly in zombie lore so yeah it's it invented brains and that's where we're at now with return of the living dead it's this cult fucking classic and it was just like people i mean people love it you can I mean it's not great we you know we're aware of the fact it's kind of a shit movie but it's kind of fun and it does its job so yeah it was popular enough to go hey why not make more so we're gonna take this cult classic that invented the trope of zombies loving brains and get into some sequels right they're gonna be great they're gonna be awesome right we're gonna find out over the next two weeks (laughs) <laughs> yeah. As we look next week at Return of the Living Dead, part two. I'm worried. Worried. Yeah, we- worried. <laughs> The
1: one after, I'm not the worried, but this next one, I'm worried. This oh, one, worried. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm worried as well. I I've seen Return of the Living Dead too, back in the day, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I remember finding bits of it, kind of a a bit of a slog. So I don't know how I'm going to find it now. And it's okay. really hard. Because our, I, yeah. yeah, we've we've just seen some of the best zombie films ever made.
1: I think yeah. we've just been spoiled.
2: Yeah, we've we've hit our fate of the furious moment. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fuck. shit. Sucks. <laughs> happened <so> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking forward to part three because part three, I, think yeah. I like does something three. different.
1: Which but part helps. three crazy? Which helps. And I think that that carries. Yeah.
0: So this That's is. what takes over. Yeah, this is. It's gonna. I think we're gonna have a bit of a speed bump, um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it may be, maybe maybe something progress. we have to get
2: through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah
0: <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, you're here with us. We're in the same boat together. We don't know what to expect in part two, so um, we'll find out next time
1: as always you can follow us at Bread Pod on twitter and instagram and learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show Do it. if you like what you hear please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on apple podcast it really helps us out and we'd love to grow the show Stay tuned next week for the Return of the Living Dead Part Two. <laughs> oh get your spooky ookie
0: brain.
1: Expect more brain. Or less brains. of them. Or, or less, less brain. Yeah, I think
0: we're gonna get
1: less <laughs> <Yeah>. brain. <laughs> smooth <laughs> brain? Are they gonna be smooth brain?
0: I think smooth we're going we to get smooth brain next week for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think we're getting a lot more military in the next episode. So it's probably gonna be no. like a riff oh. off of uh, Day of the Dead. Oh uh, yeah, worse. Day of the Dead. <laughs>
1: it's Straight. not gonna be anywhere
0: yeah. as good. Can't wait to see a word version of that. Oh my god.
1: Oh my good god. I
0: hope I hope our Day of the Dead episode just changes people's opinions of like that film and it becomes Yeah, we're gonna single-handedly
2: revive Day of the Dead <laughs> yeah I mean he I deserves picture. it it's so good Honestly, yeah, it yeah does. the it's more I think awesome. about it
1: the more I think about it the more I love it yeah. you know, it's, I yeah. think it's my f- still <laughs> my favorite thing we've seen so far yeah. but yeah. that may change that next may week change. probably, next probably week not probably it. not the, the <laughs> week <be> after <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like guys
0: <laughs> I, you <laughs> might <really> think
1: I'm joking but this was this <laughs> shit I love this movie
0: I just hope I'm scared
1: I'm gonna like it yeah I just hope it's I know I like the third one yeah so I'm already gonna die on that hill.
0: Yeah.
1: And I know it's bad. So we'll <laughs> see next week. Could go either way.
0: Yeah. You guys should at Jeremy Renner and see what he thinks about these films. <laughs> God damn What's it, we made it through movie. this one. It happened.
1: <laughs> well, the day
2: favorite? he does a zombie movie is the day this podcast will end. Like yes. yeah. that that's that'll be it. World
1: War II too with fucking Jeremy Renner.
2: Yeah, tag two, but it's zombies.
1: <laughs> but now it's zombie. Oh, we have so many God. great
2: ideas today, guys.
1: Um, we're just killing yeah. it today. Just, just Good killing job. it all around yeah. Everybody, just yeah. pat on the back. Oh, my God, yeah, killing it, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, we yeah, tell know us you that listen we're killing it. But
2: at breadcrumbs pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, um, and
1: Jeremy Renner. We know you listen. So just us up. <laughs> We know you listen. So like, <laughs> stop, stop lying. Like, so just tell us what your favorite zombie movie is. I'm
2: sorry for the things I said about your app.
0: I'm not. I'm not come g-
1: do, a, do, a spot do a guest return spot on return the living yeah. dead part two.
0: Yeah, part
1: two. For sure. return, yeah talk about the born legacy. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> one the born legacy, but with zombies. You're That's like dead a zombie in that movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And he came back to life. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: works. It works. All Somebody right. at him. See you next week, guys. All right. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. It's family.